0: I am Eris Ling Yuhan, and I'm the founder of ESIN, an international volunteerism organization.
1: Voluntourism, as the name implies, is a blend of volunteering and tourism. It includes public welfare activities or social services as part of a travel experience, allowing travelers to help others while enjoying the trip themselves. Founding her own voluntourism organization almost a decade ago, the 29 year old Eris Ling or Ling Yu Han shares her understanding of this unique type of travel.
0: In the journey, every When going on volunteer trips, our roles shift from consumer to contributor. Traditional modes of travel usually place travelers in the role of consumers. Volunteerism, on the other hand, encourages you to offer your skills, ideas, and talents in order to maximize your enjoyment of the trip.
1: The tours Eris and her team have devised address a wide range of global problems and societal issues such as climate change, environmental degradation and a lack of education for children from impoverished places among others. Integrating these themes as part of travel to where the issues actually occur, according to her, is an excellent means to build public awareness of them.
0: Our goal has always been to inspire more travelers to contribute to local society and the environment while traveling. We visited several NGOs and public welfare organizations around the world and discovered that many of them lacked the necessary expertise and funding to expand their influence. Then we observe that when people go traveling, the flow of talent, so to speak, is at its highest peak. Therefore, I believe the power of travelers and tourists is underutilized. As a result, we hope to encourage more travelers to make a difference.
1: Among the themes covered in their Voluntourism products, the ones that relate to the environment and biodiversity protection are the most popular among clients.
0: When designing our voluntarism products, we categorize the themes based on multiple modules that addressed various world challenges. The first is climate change, and deriving from that, our trip to Iceland collaborates with a local NGO and an environmental protection organization. Once the team gets there, The experts will lead us to do research on the glacier, keeping record of the melting speed of the ice. Then, we'll organize the travelers to pick up litter on the glacier and assist with local garbage sorting. All of these differ from typical tourist activities, which makes the trip a more valuable experience for anybody who takes part. We've also got projects focusing on sea turtle protection in the Bali Island and Sri Lanka, elephant protecting programs in Thailand, as well as domestic ones like panda caring, etc.
1: According to Eris, her organization can take over 5,000 consumers on volunteer excursions each year. Joining the trips from various parts of China, some of the travelers go all the way up to the north to study the glacier while picking litter on the Arctic ice caps, while some others come to Southwest China's Sichuan province and hand-make bamboo-flavored buns for the panda cubs at the panda breeding center of Wulong Nature Reserve. Eris says the essence of the trips is to plant the seed for more people to share the love for our natural environment.
0: Going garbage-picking for one single day will not make much of a difference. Even if I gather a hundred million individuals to pick up trash, there will always be more if the public's perception of littering remains unchanged. But I believe if you make an effort to clean up rubbish, the activity will plant a seed in your heart And it will gradually become a habit for us to just maintain the roads and natural surroundings clean and safe wherever we go. That, I believe, is the philosophy and value we hope to promote by organizing these activities. That is the goal of voluntourism.
1: Apart from getting more travelers on the go, Eris and her team are also working hard to seek business opportunities and combine their voluntourism projects with the ecological and economic revitalization of the travel destinations. One of the recent projects they've been working on is in a village in South China's Yunnan province. As one of China's most biologically diverse provinces, Yunnan is home to a wide range of wild species. However, as more land that once provided wildlife habitat has been converted to housing developments, roads and agricultural fields, how to combat wildlife habitat loss has become a major topic of discussion among government officials, animal protection organizations and animal lovers throughout China. Realizing the changes they could possibly make in this endeavor, this time Eris focused her efforts on conserving wild owls.
0: Recently, we collaborated with an owl expert to transform a village in Dali, Yunnan Province into an owl protection hub. We hope to revitalize the community by protecting owls and allowing wild owls to spontaneously choose it as their new home.
1: Though originally an uninhabited local village, Eris and the animal expert believe that it bears huge potential to be transformed into a sustainable, natural habitat of wild owls.
0: What the expert is working on is to restore the local ecological chain so that the village environment becomes friendly and habitable for wild owls nearby. Meanwhile, the owl village theme can also be made into a tourism spot that could help boost the local economy. We will try to design an owl academy here to promote the knowledge of protecting wild owls as well as an owl hotel and the magic school of owls and so on.
1: In order to allocate more time to this project, Eris is now staying in Dali Yunnan province, which brings her much closer to the work and the natural environment, both of which she loves. Although raised in Guangdong province in southern China, she's used to her lifestyle nowadays moving around and away from her hometown. Yes, it's my
0: way of life. I was in Shanghai before, then in Chengdu, and now in Dali. It's been almost half a year since I moved here.
1: During her stay, she would often go hiking on Zhangshan or the Zhang Mountain, which is a mountain range west of Dali City. To her, staying close to nature and remaining passionate about protecting it has become a habit of living.
0: My understanding of environmental protection lies in the concept of sustainability. Every item we use in our daily life should be sustainable and minimize the possibility of waste. Meanwhile, I think there are still lots of business opportunities in this area waiting to be discovered.
1: When asked what inspired her to delve into the world of volunteerism, Eris shares that it all began when she attended her first volunteer trip to Kenya.
0: The first time I took part in the volunteer travel program was during my freshman year in 2012. Back then, my thoughts were simple. I wanted to go to Kenya to do aid teaching, to experience the safari and see the great migration. I also wanted to acquire the International Volunteer Certificate that's guaranteed as part of that trip, since a certificate like that would certainly contribute to my resume upon graduation. I used that as an excuse to persuade my parents, who eventually agreed to fund part of the fee for me to go to Kenya.
1: Back in 2012, a short-term volunteer trip from China to Kenya would cost more than 20,000 yuan, or almost 3,000 US dollars clearly a large sum of money for an 18-year-old to pay in one go. With support from her parents, young Eris Ling managed to secure part of that payment, leaving her to pay the rest on her own. Throughout that semester, she did food delivery whenever there weren't any classes. Order by order, she managed to save up for her trip. The teaching volunteering program she enrolled in focused mainly on aid education to local children, including general classes like maths, English, History and PE. Some of the local villages are in extreme poverty, so the classes are typically large and under-resourced, and that is how the help from volunteer teachers could make a genuine difference, both to the pressure on local teachers and the quality of education students receive. As a preparation for her first teaching experience to a group of African kids that probably have never met a Chinese person before, Eris spent a decent amount of time outside of school preparing for the lessons for her future African students, hoping to bring as much knowledge as possible to those children in very limited time. But the truth is, when she finally arrived at the school in Kenya, she was completely astonished.
0: When I actually dived into this trip to Africa, I felt that the certificate I pursued was nothing but a piece of paper compared to how extraordinary the experience itself was. I once thought those kids must be living a tough life since it was a poverty-stricken area we were visiting. But when we arrived at the local NGO and actually met with the kids, I saw with my own eyes how positive and active they were. Even though some of them came from pretty tragic backgrounds, their desire for knowledge and joy of life are no less than any one of us.
1: The volunteer teachers working at the local NGO came from all over the world. Through interacting with them, Eris learned that the best way to bring education to the children here did not necessarily lie in how well you prepare the lessons, but rather how to bring out the innate talents in the children.
0: I would say I subverted a lot of my old views on education at that time. The purpose of joining this trip was never about putting ourselves in a very important position or focusing merely on what we had to offer. Instead, it was about getting to know what the children needed and are best at doing. Then think to ourselves what we could do to support them while bringing the best size or talents out of them
1: through her observation eris discovered that nine out of ten kids she coached were born with some musical or artistic talents some were good at rhyming and rapping at very young age others could be good singers or painters she recalled that was a joyful time to interact with the children and play games with them Together with other teachers, they not only taught languages and basic knowledge to the children in class, but also managed to spend quite some time just for them to discover their own hobbies and talents. I think
0: I learned more than my students did during this trip. But at the same time, you were still exposed to the very realistic side of the society. These children are from extremely poor areas, sometimes seven or eight of them would be sharing one small house of less than 20 square meters. Their water source is often polluted, and in some villages, the mothers aren't allowed to get an abortion even if they've been diagnosed with HIV due to their religious belief. So, some of the children were born with the disease. There, I witnessed the dual sides of people's life, as one might be struggling, but still remain passionate about life regardlessly.
1: One time, all of the teachers came to visit the children in a nearby AIDS-HIV village, where Eris met with a little boy who was suffering from ulceration all over his hands because of the virus. But instead of being afraid of what she saw, Eris was deeply shaken, at that moment she forgot all about the volunteer certificate she was aiming at, and asked only one thing, what can I do to help him?
0: I think when people actually see such a view with their own eyes, it's going to be life-changing. And no matter how trivial your help might be for them at this point, you'll just willingly offer it anyhow. Deep down, I know that there are actions I can take to help make some changes. And I have absolutely no reason to muddle through my life back in the old ways. I was inspired from then on to focus my career on similar volunteer trips because, to me, it is no longer just a form of sightseeing, but a way to build connections between me and those around me, my students, the animals, the scenic spots I wanted to visit, and ultimately it reshapes my relationship with myself and helps me to get to know myself better. I think this is the biggest charm of volunteerism.
1: After returning from Kenya, Eris Ling fell into deep thought on how she could make a difference. Sending money and goods could only fulfill temporary needs, but in order to make her help long term and sustainable, Eris decided to promote volunteer travel by starting her own business that does just that. This way she not only acquired the channel to share her experience to others, but also could encourage and invite many more to make an impact.
0: I've always felt that when starting a business of your own, you need to put your heart into it and have faith in what you do. That is, you have to believe in it yourself that this is going to work. In my case, I am inviting others to go on an in-depth trip with me and provide help for the local residents or environment. It's like achieving two, three, maybe even four or five goals at one stroke.
1: Around a decade ago, when the then 19-year-old Eris first began putting her organization together, the idea of volunteerism was not commonly seen in the Chinese tourism market. Though there weren't many existing businesses for her to refer to, Eris managed to find support through promoting her ideas online.
0: I didn't even need to employ many staff when it all started. At the very beginning, I simply posted my experiences and my ideas online. And from there, I was able to connect with some like-minded people who wanted to join me. So, we worked together as a team and didn't really require much startup found, since many of our work was done online.
1: With a team gathered. Eris and her crew began brainstorming about what kinds of voluntourism routes they could draw up. They started by researching online, looking for NGOs and environmental organizations from in and outside of China that would be interested in collaborating with them. Once a partnership is confirmed, Eris pays an on-the-spot visit to these organizations in person and studies the local environment, as well as resources to make plans on what types of activities they could arrange for the clients. But deep down she knew that one of the most crucial things for the business to do, to strike out and keep her foothold in the market, lay in its public exposure. For no matter how well they designed the tour, or how meaningful an experience such a trip could be, it'll all be in vain if nobody was to come to participate.
0: I suppose there's no reason why we can't make this happen. If there was any, it would only be that we didn't work hard enough to publicize our cause. We want to let more people see us and know that there is a different, perhaps better choice in terms of travel.
1: Luckily, Eris shares that there was a time when she kept up with the fast-growing new media platforms in China. From the year 2013 to 2015, just about the first few years when their businesses started to roll, the team established their WeChat public account and successfully acquired almost 40,000 followers there.
0: Some of our earliest followers came to sign up for our volunteer trips and we earned about 100,000 yuan from that first tryout Later, I think it was in 2019, we were just in time to catch the tide of TikTok which increased our overall follower number to more than 1 million So I think our values are really supported by many people especially those of a younger generation who wants to get inspired and experience the diversity of life.
1: According to Eris, the majority of their customers remain college students and young people who are in their 20s and 30s. But no matter what age group the customers are from, or for what reason they decide to join the trip, Eris would always encourage them to take some time and observe the differences they could make during the experiences.
0: In fact, many students are here for the International Volunteer Certificate, just the same as I was at the very beginning. But I'll always share with them that the certificate is not the most important thing, and that the trip is about switching roles and changing perspectives.
1: To further illustrate her point, Eris gave an example about her observation of tourist trends in Thailand. Nowadays, she says, fewer and fewer tourists go for elephant riding or watch elephants perform in the circus when travelling to Thailand, because many of us have been exposed to articles, pictures and documentaries about how bad and cruel these activities are to the animals. Such a transformation of ideas has, therefore, push the tourism industry to move on to developing better touring choices that allow both the tourists and the animals to enjoy the encounter with each other.
0: Without elephant performances, what else can we do if I really like the animal and still want to enjoy some time with them? Well, now a lot of the local organizations arrange volunteer trips that allow travelers to help prepare meals for the elephants, help attend to their wounds, or even do exercises with them. In this way, the traveler's role is switched from a consumer to a provider. And when more tourism products like this come along, I believe it will gradually replace the traditional ones that do harm to the animals or the environment.
1: Over the years, the team's persistence in designing humanitarian projects as well as nature-friendly volunteering programs have won them great support among clients and fans. Sharing proudly, Eris says one of their previous customers who identified deeply with what they do even donated 1 million yuan, equal to 141,000 US dollars to them. Their passion for the cause did not cease even after the COVID-19 pandemic arrived in early 2020, hitting a pause button for basically all of their ongoing routes. To keep the business running, Eris and her team shifted their focus during the pandemic. Instead of traveling in person, they transferred many of the programs into online services. One of their attempts was to collaborate with animal conservatory organizations all over China and allow followers to yunyang the wild animals, which literally means to raise or feed them online. Through the online donation links, followers were able to help feed the wild wolves in the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, raising the baby Chinese sturgeon in the Yangtze River while helping local authorities to fight water pollution there.
0: We would like to think of voluntourism as a mean to gather help for those who need it. In essence, traveling turns it into a fun experience. But not being able to travel around the world should not be the reason for us to stop providing our help. How to define myself? Well, I think in general, I could say that I am someone who works hard to make the world a more beautiful place for all.
1: Says Eris without hesitation. This has been her motto ever since her first volunteer trip, and still means the same to her even until this day. In early 2023, with their volunteerism business back on track, Eris was ready again for a new trip up north, all the way to the Arctic area.
0: This June, I will personally lead a team to the Arctic to conduct research on sustainable travel in the polar region. There, we'll look at what we can do to generate less carbon emissions during polar travel. So when going on tours like this, I really hope that these travelers get to experience life from a new perspective, and maybe get inspired to make kinder choices and be mindful of the environment and society in their day-to-day lives.
1: Before wrapping up the interview, Eris Ling shared that we can always encourage ourselves to make better choices that lie in the details of our lives. From picking litter, to using less disposable wrappings and tableware in day-to-day life, there is always something that we can do to make the world a better place for all who live in it.
0: So we want to encourage people to not only be a traveler, but a provider as well to the respective countries they're visiting. With this role shift, we may found that the journey can, in turn, provide us and the local community with so much more than mere consumption.
1: With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Bob Jones. If you're interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just key in Footprints and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.